This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Hip, hip, hooray, let's give a cheer. It's 9 a.m., the signal's clear. Our favorite host is in the chair. The Truman Show is on the air. It's The Truman Show with Truman Jones. A look at the politics, news, sports, and people that are shaping Rutherford County. The Truman Show is on the air. The Truman Show is on the air. Now from Adams Place on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS. Here's Truman Jones. Good morning, Rutherford County. Good morning on a cold morning. I think winter has caught up with us. Yeah, of course, that's the voice of the great Greg Tucker. And uh, I know that you had a really special holiday, didn't you? Well, Thanksgiving is always special. There's, yeah. there's some times to remember and sometimes sad times, but uh, we enjoy Thanksgiving. Yeah, and I, sometimes <coughs> memories can be sad, but thank goodness we do have memories because it, it, it makes everything worthwhile. And, and it, every Thanksgiving, I, I still remember my my loved ones, um, my mom and dad and grandparents and uncles, aunts, all those that have gone on before, and even my uh, brother Russell. Um, <coughs> it, it, it's a... Uh, it's a time that you have to reflect all the good times and and no matter how you look at it uh, everything that's happened in our life is pretty special food's good too now did you just eat on one day or did you just kind of spread it out over the week well the uh, circumstances with the pandemic and such we tried to uh, have smaller groups so we had two days of thanksgiving and uh, we actually saw we my wife and i actually celebrate ours on friday mm -hmm. and on thursday my son and his family went to uh his in-laws over in franklin so mm -hmm. they had two days of it we enjoyed one day now what did little princess do and so we're talking about Cora, of course. Yeah, uh, she explained to us that uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas decorations are okay at the same time. Ah. So she's been decorating for Christmas a little ahead of time. Well, it's good to have somebody make the rules for you. Uh, yeah, open the, open a few doors. <laughs> yeah. Did Did you have much? Uh, well, first of all, we want to uh, mention Bud Mitchell this morning, <coughs> and Bud was just looking so much toward going to Texas, where his sister Judy lives. It, it, it's in that Dallas-Fort Worth area. And doggone if he didn't get sick going down there. And, and when he got there, he and Kay turned around and came back. But uh, Bud, being the type of guy that he is, he doesn't let anything get him down. And really thinking about him a lot this morning. In fact, I did all during the holiday. He was... He's been a special good friend to, to so many of us. Uh, you grew up with him. Yeah. Uh, he, he is uh, fighting the virus, though. Uh, well, he's whipping the virus. I mean, uh, yeah. fighting. I mean, he's not down with it. But, no, no. But he's, he's uh, confirmed. Can you imagine anybody <coughs> just tying Bud Mitchell down? You'd have to have an iron chain to keep. I, I, I don't know how Kay does it. I talked to her this morning, bless her heart, and... Uh, they're just special, special people. Well, speaking of special people, I realized I hadn't seen or heard from a special fella, a good family friend that probably one of the best-known people in the county, and that's John Hood. So I called him yesterday, mm -hmm. and he is, what's the phrase, staying at home, uh, but uh, doing quite well. Gets out and uh, walks the neighborhood about, I think he said, two miles a day. So he gets his exercise, and uh, but is staying in, and uh, has been staying in since February, I guess. Uh, but he sounds good, gets around, and uh, I won't 
try to guess his exact age, but he's I up, know how old he is. He's up <laughs> he's up in the mid eighties or so. Yeah. Uh <coughs> he he's a little higher than mid eighties. Yeah, he's pushing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He he he's pushing the the the, the, the circular numbers. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, he answered immediately when the phone rang and sounded real good on the phone. I told him he sure sounded good. And uh, he made a point of saying he was getting his exercise, too. Have you, you know, that's one way that you can identify people more than the looks is the sound of their voice. And he's one of those people. I remember when I was just a kid, believe it or not, I can still remember him on the radio. And he was so, he had such a distinctive voice. It, it, it seems to be almost like royalty when you listen to him. Well, when we came back, he was working for the bank kind of a spokesman for the bank. Yeah. But soon after we came back, uh, we put him to work in the political realm. And remember, he had the seat in the state house for, I don't know, 10 yeah. years or so. Yeah. Yeah. You know you have somebody special when you have John Hood representing you. Now, you haven't done anything uh, as far as preparing for this show today, have you? Uh, that's not correct. <laughs> <laughs> I always do a little bit. I tell you what we did because we we have an unusual situation yes. at least in 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 my recollection. We uh, I keep an eye on East Main. Yeah. I have some property on East Main, and right now in the block from 300 to 700, we've got five historic houses, homes, properties that are on the market. I've never seen that in many. Now maybe there has been a time, but not one that I remember. So I went up and down the street and took down some numbers. And uh, what I, my initial intent was to call uh, Rita Ash and Ann Lewis and Paula uh, and all the realtors and be sure in their presentation with respect to these historic homes, they alerted the potential buyers of mm -hmm. the uh, county tax abatement program for historic properties mm -hmm. and uh, but then I got to look at it and I thought well these are just very interesting properties uh, for instance uh, the Blue Raider Realty has the one that uh, 331 East Main that's right next door I think to the uh, grocery store that still operates that's that, in East that Main. older what two or three story house <clears throat> Built in 1896, and it was the home of the Bell family, the oldest continuous business in uh, Rutherford County, Bell Jewelers. Yeah. That was the Bell home, and uh, it has turned over or, or sold or resold several times over the last decade, but I'd love to see somebody get a hold of that one and and uh, really restore it, and I'm not sure what's needed. It looks good from the street, uh, but uh, 1870. No, 1896. Leaving the square, it's on the left going out. Right. Yeah. Just It's literally next door to the grocery store there. Yeah. Uh, as we come out, let's see, there's four, 425 East Main, which is, many of us call it the Castelli home, which is uh, what I remember. It's even older. It's built in the 1840s by... Uh, Mr. Haynes. Now we couldn't certainly we couldn't determine which of the Haynes families that is, but mm -hmm. uh, he was quite prosperous and he had Haynes Hotel. Uh, but uh, gosh, I don't remember the Haynes Hotel. Oh, that's long before either one of us. But that house has gone through some very familiar names. Uh, Haynes passed it on, and the Avent family, mm -hmm. another prominent name from our early history. The Beasley family, Beasley and his daddy, his daddy was a banker, and uh, the Beasley, I remember, uh, the humane uh, veterinarian uh, is Beasley Animal Hospital, Beasley, named mm -hmm. for yeah. Beasley founded in the 1920s, using his daddy's money, the uh, first daily newspaper. It's called the Mercer Daily News. Uh, in 1931, it had failed with the Depression, and uh, one source I found, not only did uh, Beasley lose everything he had put into the paper, but he lost most of his daddy's money, because that's where the money had come from. Uh, 
But uh, he, he became, and apparently was an accomplished artist and sculptor and uh, had a national reputation and specialized in what I'd call statues of children mm. and uh, was well known around. And then there also was a Murphy, one of the descendants of the Hardy Murphy that lived in that house, 425 East Main. And it's got a sign in the yard, uh, Krylike is listing it. Mm -hmm. uh, 434 East Main is uh, another one, and it's the Palmer House. The Palmer House has an incredible reputation, going back to, well, even before General Palmer, who uh, is the Confederate general who brought the boys home mm -hmm. after the surrender. Uh, he uh, and all the Rutherford County uh, contingent uh, marched all the way back uh, on horseback, some of them, but most of them walking, and mm -hmm. he was in charge of getting them back. And uh, was an attorney, a judge, and uh, there have been, been a number of people, again, a number of different families in, in that one. Uh, Ned Carmack, one of our more characters on the uh, East Main uh, had the house for a while, and uh, it is now the Roberts home. Although both of them, I believe, are here at Adams, Adams Place, one or another, uh, and the Roberts home, the Palmer House. Yeah, another. Yeah, is is on sale. Uh, we got a caller on the line. All right, let's see which house you they want to buy. Okay, caller, welcome aboard with Greg Tucker. Tell you all something about you're talking about property, land, and direction. Okay, I always dream of this. You know, I always have big dreams. You gotta have a dream about it to get it. That's you all right. know me, leave Central School and you could turn right. You know, the house right there, the beautiful brick house that looks like it's built, it goes off into the ground right there. Yeah, I know, yeah, I know which one you're talking about. That's my dream when I sell this millionaire, when I sell my first <laughs> million selling album. I'm going to buy that home right there. I well, think that's the sharpest mansion in Murfreesboro. Has it got a sign in the yard? <laughs> I, I don't know, but I think that's the sharpest, most... Oh, I've always said, I said, when I make it, when I sell that album, that's going to have to be mine. And one more thing, I, I'm going to tell everybody that live on Main Street, I want to give them a compliment of beautiful beauty. We was in a Christmas parade one year, my gospel group, and we came down Main Street, and one of the beautiful ladies, let me tell them, coming down Main Street, I never will forget it, you all just keep on sitting on the beautiful porches, and you all wear y'all mink coats, and just sit up there and just be just as sharp as you all want to be, because that is really beautiful. I love it. Be Y'all just keep on being beautiful down on Main Street. Y'all have a good day. Casey. Uh, uh, did he say mink coats? I thought they um I thought I thought they had sable coats on uh, on Main Street. <laughs> no, uh, probably sir, probably it's rabbit. <laughs> no, no. I know they got the real thing coming down Main Street. <laughs> Y'all have a dealing good day. with stereotypes I'm here. You too, Casey. Well, I'm not sure exactly which house is, is his dream house, but directly across from Central Magnet School, uh, Rita Ash has a listing, and that's on the corner of Hancock and Maine. It's interesting, too, built in, in or about 1900, right in the 1900s, by a fellow named C.B. Raglan. Well, uh, no name around here. Yeah, and all over the state and throughout mm -hmm. the southeast, uh, a food broker. And eventually uh, became Raglan Potter. Yeah. And uh, very big in this area when I was a youngster. My dad drove for them. Is that time. right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that uh, that house uh, on the corner of Hancock and Main was built by C.B. Raglan for his family. Let's see. What? Uh, ah, 450 East Main. People know that one because it's got lions out front. That's yeah. the Darrow House. Not as old as most of these others. The Darrows were one of the last uh, 
next to the last families to live in the Oakland's mansion. In fact, they had it for quite a number of years at the uh, 1890s, 1900s, mm-hmm. uh, f- originally from uh, Memphis, uh, but they bought the Oakland's plantation and somewhere around 1910 or 11, Tempe Swope Darrow, the lady of the, of the mansion, decided that she lived too far out in the country and wanted to get downtown so it would be easier to maintain her social circle, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and they bought the house at 450 East Main, mm-hmm. picked it up and moved it, got it out of the way. In fact, that original house is on the back corner of the block there, which would be the corner of uh, Vine Street, on Vine Street. Uh, and then built the house that has the lions in front of it, the big mansion there. And I've I, been in that house many times. It's a beautiful house. Well, it's gone through in the last decade, couple of decades, because uh, I remember uh, Denny Hastings purchased it yeah. about the same time. I bought the, the my wife and I bought the one up that's called the Gladstone, mm-hmm. and uh, found out that Denny had looked at the Gladstone and thought about making that his home, and then had backed off and. Uh, uh, we got it. He went to three stories. Yeah. Yeah, and, and the, guess what the top story place was used for? It was a, a party venue. It looked like a great big open uh, ballroom. That's that's where he took the kids. That was their place, yeah. the grandkids and the kids. You could put a basketball goal in there. Oh, that's yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. There's one other. Uh, which one have we not... I think that's it, five of them. <clears throat> but again, to those who are involved in uh, marketing them, tell them about the uh, tax bait program. It's the only county in the state of Tennessee that will help in historic res- pres- preservation, renovation. You, you're the one that started that. <clears throat> well, I give Rob Mitchell, our property assessor, uh, credit for uh, seeing the possibility. And the possibility was about 10 years, 12 years ago, this, the state legislature mm-hmm. passed enabling legislation. But no one had picked up on it and implemented it. And uh, when I learned that our new mayor at the time, Mayor Ketron, was in favor of it, and then uh, we went to work. And eventually the uh, county commission passed it unanimously. And uh, it applies not only to East Main houses, but anything, any house of any any uh, description that can show some historic uh, elements. And uh, so far, we've had two use it. Uh, one smaller project over on Manny, and then a massive project over on Academy Street that mm-hmm. uh, not long ago was written up in the paper. Uh, but... Uh, even though they may look uh, perfect from the street, any house as old as what's on East Main Street, I suspect most of them will have some need for some renovation and such. And uh, they should apply. There is an application process and a review by a historic review committee, which I chair. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, it'd be a shame if they didn't make use of it. You know, <coughs> you, you almost have to have some uh, abilities as far as being able to help uh, the structure problems that will develop, in, in a, especially in those uh, large two or three story homes. And But you want to keep them um, uh, maybe in the area or, or the era that they were built uh, to really um, make a difference in that particular home, doesn't it? Because it, it, it's, it, it, you look at the structure back in when a lot of those houses were built in the 1800s and on up into the early 1900s, that was a special era for, for homes and, and, and the, the social class, as Casey was referring to earlier. Um, well, he's right. That's the reason the Darrows wanted to move into town. If you yeah. can imagine them thinking of Oakland's as being out in the country. Yeah, uh, I, you have been in uh, 
uh, Gordon and Sarah Bell's home. Oh yeah. And 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 I love. I've, I've been in a lot of those homes on East Main and all in that area. Oh yeah, and, Man, Manny and Academy have some old beautiful homes too that yeah. would, would be just as historic. But but going in there, it, it, it takes me back 150 years when I when I walk through that house, and there's <coughs> nothing that will make an impression more. Than, than being in those homes and being a, around a lot of friends and, and just uh, enjoying the time that you have there. Interesting, the, the home that uh, my wife and I own on East Main is actually an apartment building, but it's one of the newer houses on uh, East Main. It was built in 1934 at the height of the Depression. Mm-hmm. So uh, they put a lot of labor into it because labor was cheap, I guess. Materials were less expensive. But was uh, it built for uh, that type of situation like you have yeah. now, or was it built uh, it was one, for a family? It was one of, uh, the, I believe there's another one that comes close. The first buildings in the county that were truly built as apartment buildings. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Gladstone was always intended as an apartment building. In fact, the family, the Cannon family, tore down their own house on that corner, which mm-hmm. is University in East Main, tore down their house, salvaged part of it, as we learned later, and built that house because Ms. Cannon wanted to keep her daughter uh, from moving away. Mm-hmm. The daughter was getting married, and uh, so they took down uh, their house and built a four-unit apartment building. Hmm. The daughter took one unit. The mother and the younger brother took the other unit. Uh, there was some um, uh, estrangement with the father, but he stayed uh, in another one of the units. And uh, then they rented out the rest of it. Hmm. A couple of years later, Ms. Cannon decided she wanted a fifth apartment, so they used some of the material that had been salvaged from the original house. Uh, uh, things like uh, red maple flooring and such mm-hmm. as that. And they finished off the attic to make a fifth apartment. And Ms. Cannon and her son moved into the attic uh, and uh, then continued to rent the rest of the building out. And there have been some very prominent names that lived in those apartments back in the 30s, 40s. Uh, and uh, still some prominent people living there. Uh, <laughs> well, tell, t- tell me, with, with, with all those uh, homes that are on East Main Street that are so fascinating, are there any particular architects that was utilized to, to uh, build those particular homes the way they were? Yeah, uh, the brickwork back in the 1890s was largely, well, there were several, but one of them was Ms. Cannon's father. Mm. Uh, So she actually was raised uh, by a builder, uh, her father. His house was built right next door to what is now the Metropolitan Housing Authority building. used to be the site of the first uh, Central High School, mm-hmm. which burned in 1944. Uh, right next to that, they sometimes call it the Spence House because they tore down the Spence House to build uh, his house. Mm-hmm. And uh, sometime this afternoon, I'll remember his name, but uh, he was a prominent builder in uh, the Main Street kind, the massive houses done of masonry and such, mm-hmm. but there were several. Uh, building in that period after the war or after Reconstruction up until the 1900s. Well, if you if you go down in the southern part of South Carolina and Georgia, you see a lot of homes that almost duplicate the homes that you see on East Main Street or or in that area. I mean, all across. Well, we had a visitor from California who was very. Uh, interested in the local history, had some family connections here, the Nash family, mm-hmm. that's Nash, General Nash family, for whom Nashville is named. In fact, he was on the air with us once or twice, but uh, he asked me, he says, how come all the uh, historic old uh, plantation era homes look the same? And I hadn't focused, but there is a style, and I don't think mm-hmm. it's so much the 
architect as it was the popular uh, taste of the time. Uh, the Murray House, uh, the uh, Smyrna, Sam Davis home uh, are good examples of that. Several of them out in the southeast part of the county mm -hmm. as well. Uh, and I'm talking about the uh, central door with the high columns and the uh, roof over the door up two stories mm -hmm. uh, and uh, pretty much balanced left and right. Uh, Interesting style. I see. We did have an interesting activity uh, last Saturday. Uh, acting in my capacity as county historian, we went and loaded, my son and myself and Mayor Ketron, loaded the pieces, remnants, of a fairly heavy uh, headstone from a grave. Uh, it's about four inches thick. And so Haven did all the heavy lifting. Well, Haven, and I'll give Bill Ketron, Mayor Ketron, <laughs> credit. The two of them lifted it, and I said, why don't we put it over here? Uh, we had blankets and such in the back of my son's pickup. But the stone is the original headstone of a Revolutionary War veteran, hmm. uh, as, as the DAR calls it, one of our revolutionary heroes. Uh, his name was Thomas Blanton, and it's still quite clear on the broken pieces of stone, the name, the dates, birth date, such that. And then there's a epitaph, which I haven't interpreted completely yet, uh, that hopefully we can reconstruct from some of the historic materials that we know are around. We've done some... The plan is to... Uh, get somebody who is educated in the use of concrete and such as that to work with us to restore it as well as we can and then to place it again on the actual grave site, uh, which is out right on the western edge of the uh, battlefield, the park area. And uh, is the actual grave site is in the yard of the house next door to our mayor. Mm -hmm. Uh, but Bill uh, had taken possession of the stone to preserve it and had it wrapped in plastic and all back in his yard. And his backyard is fascinating because it still has the rock stone foundation of the uh, antebellum home that was there before, which I hope we can uh, show was actually built by uh, the Blantons. Uh, and it's got a big hole. And I asked Bill, I said, well, what do you think that was? And he said, apparently they dug a basement under the house because you can see the stone foundation wrapping around this this uh, open area. And uh, the uh, the backyard, well, Mayor Ketron's home is, is beautifully landscaped around it, but it's preserved all of this in the backyard uh, right there on uh, the old pike which goes along the edge of the uh, battlefield. Uh, There's a very famous person that still lives there. Still lives there. Right, right there, Helen Jones Brown. Okay. My cousin. All right. Yeah, that's right. That's in the same area. Yeah, yeah, right across the street. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we're working with the DAR. And we learned some preliminary history. Carol Hughes, one of my colleagues over at the Historic Society, has done mm -hmm. some preliminary research. And we know in 1934, this uh, particular grave was marked and honored, designated by the DAR as a revolutionary veteran. But then, uh, I guess, as the ownership changed and shifted, uh, it got destroyed. And uh, hopefully we can put it back together get it back in place, and then the DAR is going to come out and rededicate and remark uh, the grave of one more revolutionary soldier we don't want to forget. No. And part of the appeal of this one, I think I mentioned before, is he was a private. Uh, and uh, Well, I've got something in common with him. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he probably got 640 acres somewhere. But the records that we have, he did not get the uh, grant in Rutherford County. Probably he traded or sold what he was given and bought the property in Rutherford County. 
being a more appealing part of the state. Uh, but we'll figure that out and make that part of the record. You were saying you, we need to take a break. Is that what you were saying? I gave you the signal and you, you didn't You gave react. me no signal whatsoever. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. All right. From NHC's Adams Place, home of premier senior living on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5 and 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Hi, this is Taylor Halliburton with Bell Jewelers. For those who don't want to go out and shop during this holiday season, we have a fabulous online website. Bell Jewelers encourages you to come in sooner rather than later so we can get that dream ring ready in time. So if you have questions, whether it's just a simple jewelry repair question, you let us know when and where and we'll make it happen for you. Bell Jewelers, Northwest Broad Street, across from Toots Restaurant. Adams Place is a premier senior living facility in Murfreesboro, offering independent living, assisted living, memory care, health care center, and on-site rehabilitation. Call us at Adams Place and arrange a tour today. Enjoy gentle joint exercise in the indoor pool, our soda shop, and many planned activities and trips for every taste. Adams Place is at 1927 Memorial Boulevard. Hey, gentlemen, it's Scott Walker. November, we all know, is Men's Health Month, and it's a reminder to take care of your health, so Low T Center is offering a $49 comprehensive health assessment and a $49 home sleep assessment to determine if you have sleep apnea. Low T Center's health assessment provides a complete screening, checking all of your levels, including your prostate, cholesterol, testosterone, and so much more. Low T Center is not like typical doctor's offices where you sit and wait for hours and hours. They get you in, they get you out. Low T Center's concierge medicine exclusively for men. Guys, make sure you make your health a priority. Low T Center makes it quick and easy. Throughout November, be sure to schedule your $49 health assessment and $49 home sleep test. If you're a man over 30, do yourself a favor and schedule your health assessment at Low T Center today. It's even covered by most health insurance. Call 615-603-3542. Again, 615-603-3542 or book online at LowTCenter.com. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. Now an update from the WGNSRadio.com News Center. I'm Ron Jordan. The Rotary Club of Murfreesboro will be presenting their 18th annual Hotcakes and Holly fundraising breakfast virtually Saturday, December 12th from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. While they won't be able to have the community come together this year to get the Christmas season started, they hope people will join them online. Club members feel the safety of the community is most important, so they chose not to have an on-site event this year. Middle Tennessee's home conference USA game against Florida Atlantic Saturday was canceled due to COVID-19 cases, contact tracing, and injuries within the Blue Raider program. Blue Raiders will work with Conference USA on future scheduling possibilities. Meanwhile, Middle Tennessee will host UAB in football next Sunday, December 6th at Floyd Stadium. Kickoff is set for 1.30 p.m. and you can hear it here on News Radio WGNS. United States Postal Service says letter carriers will be delivering priority mail express packages on Christmas Day for a fee. In some areas, the Postal Service is expanding Sunday deliveries for the holidays. Tennessee postal officials recommend a shipping date for first-class mail of December 18th for Christmas delivery. The week of December 14th is expected to be the peak time for mailing or shipping packages in time for Christmas delivery. Tennessee fire records show that so far in 2020, there have been 81 fire fatalities across the state. That's the same number as the total fire fatalities from all of 2019. Numbers are increasing throughout the nation, too, with almost 2,000 home fire deaths reported from January 1st to November 23rd. The overall fire fatalities in 2019 number 2,131. News on demand 24-7 at WGNSRadio.com. I'm Ron Jordan reporting. News updates around the clock, when it breaks, and on demand at WGNSRadio.com. We are News Radio WGNS. You don't have hot dogs or apple pie or no Chevrolet to drive, but we have some hickory smoke wings you're just dying to try. You'll try them, you'll like them, you'll give some to a friend. So on a dare, just stop on by and bring in a friend. Slick P. 
Pig Barbecue, 1920 East Main. At Heritage South Community Credit Union, we help when others won't. It's what our members tell us we do every day. Whether it's a loan for a car you need to get to work or saving for the future, let us see if we can help. If you live, work, worship, or attend school in Rutherford, Bedford, or Marshall Counties, you can be a member of Heritage South. Visit our website, heritagesouth.org, to learn more. Insured by NCUA, Equal Housing Lender. Weather. A few scattered snow showers here this afternoon with cloudy skies. Temperatures steady early, then slowly falling. Winds out of the northwest around 10 to 20 miles per hour, gusting as high as 25. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 38. Premier Six Theater is open. They're excited to see you again and will be showing some classic movies you'll be sure to enjoy. Check MurfreesboroMovies.com for showtimes. For Premier Six Theater, they're now open. From NHC's Adams Place, home of Premier Senior Living on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5 and 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Well, actually, uh, Greg, of course, has asked me what I want to do and which direction we want to go, and I really want to take a nap. I, I am having a hard time uh, I know, I, I have getting that. through this holiday period with all the things that we've been doing. I feel so relaxed, and I hope everybody else has that feeling. We, we've been blessed this year with uh, so many uh, different things going on besides the virus. And, and when you're with family, you, you kind of lose all, all, all that feeling of negative type stuff. And when I'm around family, I get relaxed. I don't know how most others are. I know the ladies have wor worked really, really hard to, to get through the holidays, and I, I really appreciate them. But it's just being around people... You and I were talking about the Marx Brothers before we yeah. came back on the air. Not a very subtle way to suggest that I'm putting you to sleep, but uh, yes, we were. You, you have you have that ability. <laughs> I know. Mentoriette can put me to sleep with 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 I, 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 with that great food. I mean, the knowledge that she has it keeps my mind kind of stimulated. But the the food is just absolutely out of this world and. When you sit down and, and uh, you start uh, giving me all the things that you've learned and all the things that you've done, by the time you get to the fourth sentence, I am just absolutely snoring. I, I don't know really what yeah. causes that. But let, let, let's get to the Marx Brothers. I, I, I never knew really where they came from or anything like that. Now, there was a Marx family that lived on the Nashville Highway many years ago, and they could they could read palms and all of those other things that 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 went on. Uh, you, you you think of them that uh, they're not really from here, but I, I would go down and and have conversations with them over the years. In and your they, law they, enforcement they, yes, capacity, and they they were very fascinating. They really were. And it, it just some people stand out no matter which side of the ledger you're on. Well, what occasion you're dealing with them? I can't, I can't discuss that. You know that. Oh, okay. Yeah. You were going. Aren't you, that, aren't you happy? I can't discuss that. <laughs> you were visiting in their professional capacity. All right. Yeah, I do remember. I, I was. I do remember the sign because it had a palm. Yeah. Because it did palm it, read. It did. And it had something about. T-A-R-O-T, tarot cards, which yeah. I never knew what that was. Yeah, uh, is it tarot? I believe tarot, it's tarot. Maybe tarot, maybe tarot, yeah. something. Yeah, well, things like that we miss. Yeah, yeah I, I bit, do. A little it, bit of local it color. Makes, it makes the, the community a little bit more interesting when you add that flavor to it, you might say. Well, let's see. We were talking before the break about monuments and markers. Oh, were we? Yeah. Oh. Uh, you slept through part of yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> I mentioned last week that uh, there are several things that I, I think ought to be on it, some kind of marker. And we were talking about some that have been added recently, some that are proposed. 
I have proposed and gotten very little uh, enthusiasm. In fact, the only city commissioner who took an interest is no longer a city commissioner. Uh, but uh, the founding, call them the founding fathers of Murfreesboro, mm -hmm. uh, are not memorialized in uh, any of our markers or what have you. And mm -hmm. uh, maybe politics being what they what they were then and now, but. Uh, uh, four names, Hugh Robinson, Owen Edwards, Hans Hamilton, and John Thompson. Actually, uh, if you analyze the, the earliest history of Murfreesboro, these four individuals uh, chose the location for the new town. They negotiated and concluded the property purchase for the new town. They laid out the earliest streets and lots. They sold the first lots to finance development of the new county seat. They designed and built the first courthouse and jail. And they actually governed the new town for a, a year or a year and a half after it was established. Uh, you know, what's left? They did everything from scratch, picking the site, mm -hmm. to actually building and governing the town. Uh, but one of them has a little bitty sign with his name on it. Uh, on the that would be the uh, southeast corner of the square, and uh, that's Hugh Robinson. He was a surveyor, mm -hmm. and I think some of his descendants not too long ago proposed uh, a marker there on the corner. It would be directly across from Shacklett's photography, mm -hmm. right on that corner, and uh, named the inner circle, uh, the Robinson Hugh Robinson circle. And uh, he was one of the original seven town commissioners that were appointed. And if you remember a little of your early Murfreesboro history, the seven of them were first charged with picking a site. Mm -hmm. Three of them favored a site out where we now have the VA facility, the hospital. Wow. Four of them favored the site close to what was called then and now Murphy Springs. The four of them, if you got seven, four of them prevailed. If the majority of the three, the three that disagreed, showing good sportsmanship, quit and refused to participate any further in the work of establishing the new town. So that left these four, and because they had to have four votes to get anything done, it meant they had to agree on everything. And apparently they did. And uh, I've seen, for instance, specifications on the uh, what the new courthouse was going to be and how it was to be built, and all four of them signed it and such. Uh, now, Hugh Robinson laid out the town. He used the where the uh, town creek flowed into Lytle Creek as a base point, measuring from there, laid out the town. And either he made a mistake or, more likely, the grant records and such that he was working from because... Five or six years later, it was discovered that uh, part of what they thought they had bought and laid out the town on was actually not within the property that uh, they had a valid deed for. Mm -hmm. And the Murphy family had those, about a third of what became downtown Murfreesboro. Uh, so Hugh may have made a mistake in his survey, but I think more likely the underlying documents he was working from because they were the old grant records, mm -hmm. were imprecise. Uh, but he was the surveyor. Then there was a farmer from the Stewart's Creek area. Now, Stewart's borough predated most everybody else in Rutherford County on Stewart's Creek. Mm -hmm. He was from that area. Uh, and a farmer, but uh, let's see, he, he settled in this area in 1780s, which you can see is 10 or 15 years before we were even a state. And uh, uh, pretty much by the time Smyrna developed, Stewartsboro faded. And uh, there's still, you can find on old maps the, the location. But a farmer, an interesting one is Hans Hamilton. He was a, a land speculator. One time owned thousands of acres in Rutherford County and was appointed probably because he was such a large landowner. He was appointed by the legislature to be part of it. And the fourth one was John Thompson, the colonel. 
he was uh, not a Revolutionary War figure. He was a colonel in the Tennessee militia mm -hmm. and uh, lived up in the northern part of the county. Uh, these are identified best in the uh, Spence Annals of Rutherford County, and he details the role of each one of them. But uh, I would say, and I, I teased uh, our city mayor, Shane, uh, on uh, during one of the meetings uh, on TV, challenged him to name the, any one of the four, and of course he couldn't because they just have not been recognized or memorialized. And again, I say, uh, the city, somewhere in the city hall at least, needs to put up a plaque that acknowledges these four fellows who put the town together. Now what happened? Why are they perhaps uh, pushed aside in terms of our history, early history? Uh, after the town was settled and began to grow rapidly, uh, there was resentment among the population, the new population, that these four fellows still had absolute control. They were the commissioners who ran everything, sold the property, collected the taxes, paid, you know, repaired, whatever. Uh, and uh, the, some of the prominent uh, members of the community went to the legislature and had them unappointed and then set up popular elections because these guys were not elected to that role. They had been appointed mm -hmm. years before. And uh, so they got them unappointed and then held the first elections. And you know it wasn't until uh, 1818 that uh, we incorporated the city and uh, uh, began acting like a democratic uh, institution. Democratic? Uh, yeah. That means we voted for the leadership. Now, the downtown area itself, mm -hmm. of course, they're going to build the, the courthouse. Was the courthouse the very first structure, or was it the commercial buildings that surrounded the courthouse? Some of the commercial buildings were under uh, development way ahead of the courthouse because they had to sell the land that they marked out for the original city. Mm -hmm. They had to sell it then use the proceeds from selling the the, plot, the lots to build a courthouse and it specified courthouse, jail, and stocks. Mm -hmm. uh, so you had uh, a jail and the, and the stocks for uh, the judicial system. Uh, and uh, it really was more like 1813 before we began to have a courthouse as, as such. Mm -hmm. Of course, it burned, it was burned by an arsonist in about 1819, quickly rebuilt. Uh, still, the second one was a wood structure. Mm -hmm. And the second one built there lasted until the 1850s when the current courthouse was first built. Now, do you have a list of the first businesses that were on what we consider the square right now? Yeah, we have the land records of who bought them. Now, what businesses they established isn't always clear, but we do have the land records available uh, of who actually purchased, were the first purchasers of these uh, mm -hmm. lots. There was 70 lots that were originally laid out. The courthouse square, the courthouse lot itself was two acres, mm -hmm. and then everything around it was divided up. Originally, and only... Uh, two or four lots. Uh, of course, they got chopped up again, so you get you know, quite a few more now, but each side would be two to four lots. And... Uh, uh, Was it kind of what we think of the Old West as far as the type of uh, uh, businesses that were actually like livery stables and, 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 th and things like that? Uh, of course, I, I, I'm sure that liquor played a big part in what was going on. Yeah, there were there were entertainment uh, businesses. Yeah, uh, there was one church, and as a result, uh, one side of the square is Church Street. Mm -hmm. That church was on kind of the southeast, uh, down the, towards the southeast corner. Kind of like where First Baptist is right now. No. No. Let's see. It would That's be, southeast. Yeah. Uh, 
across from the, what we call the Goldstein's Corner, okay. which is on church, right in, right in that section. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a Baptist church, uh, but it disappeared under, I guess, values and such. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was there long enough for the that side of the square to be called Church Street. We think of uh, the square as like it is now, but it couldn't have been anything close to that because you didn't have automobiles. You had you had uh, 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 mules pulling pulling wagons and all those things. Well, once you once you had a business yeah. set up. Yeah, there, there. For example, there was no paving. No. Uh, the drive around the square was you know a dirt dirt path, dirt mm-hmm. roads, and. Uh, the uh, early buildings were all wood, so although we've got some very old structures around the square still, they they are not the original structures at all. In fact, we burned an awful lot of them in that first couple of decades because there was a major fire that took out the entire west side of the square mm-hmm. and damaged beyond that. I'm fascinated by all the old brick structures that have been covered up. I mean, uh, uh, some of the attorney uh, buildings, uh, Steve Waldron's, uh, you go in there and, and you can actually see the old brick structures oh, yeah. that are in there. Yeah. And, uh, of course, his is haunted. The, uh, what was his name? Nobody uh, Saul, supposed to know that. Saul. Yeah. <laughs> uh, had the hub store there originally. Not yeah. originally, but uh, before it was converted. Um, I'd say all the buildings, except for the courthouse itself, are post-Civil War. But very early after the war, they began rebuilding the square. Yeah. The courthouse, of course, was uh, finished in its first version uh, just as the uh, war movement broke out. So, Has your dad, I, I always wondered why you had such a taste for history. Has your dad ever shared with you um, some of the historical uh, architectural forms that were here in in Murfreesboro during that time because I I, I still am fascinated by uh, all the old structures that have been here and it, it, it brings back a, 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 a kind of envision what it was like you know 200 years ago or or somewhere in in that area well you remind me of father and son relationships yeah when I was small we'd be walking around why not that small, a teenager? Mm-hmm. Uh, the courthouse, which he remodeled a couple of times, and he'd be telling me all about this part of the structure, that part of the structure, and I'm thinking about basketball or or something else. Uh, I wish he had written it down. Uh, but uh, I think parents always try to share with the children, but the children are frequently distracted. And he was one of the best architects, actually. Architecturist, whatever that was ever in this community. I mean, he, he well, was amazing. Yeah, the, the, Plus, current, the current county administration has plans to build at least three initially uh, new uh, fire and safety and emergency response facilities around the county. Mm-hmm. I believe it's Rockvale, Christiana, and Kittrell. Uh, and they are designed by the architect who is the successor firm to my father's. So uh, my father's influence, I guess, is still reflected in some of the current work being done. Yeah. Uh, Bart Klein, his father was my father's partner. Wow. And he is the next generation, which actually would be the third generation in that architectural firm. He was an amazing man, wasn't he? Well, he was to me. Yeah. Of course, we always think our fathers are, are the greatest, but, but uh, he, he's, he's uh, got a lot of history behind him uh, during World War II. Uh, of course, we all know uh, which squadron he, he was with, the Black Sheep, back in World War II. And, and uh, uh, it's, it's amazing that our little town has grown so much. But we have to keep the uh, the history of this community alive because that's where the real strength is, is, is from the people who made it special and, and it continues to grow in that particular direction also. I think so. You know something? I'm still awake. <laughs> <laughs> I am fighting it. It's been pretty tough. 
How are you, hon? I'm good, thank you. Did you come in here to be on the radio show? Oh, no. I well, was just interested in the history. You, you, you need to be uh, on television. You're too pretty to be on the radio. See, Greg and I, as, uh, as one of my uh, best buddies has always said, we have a face for radio. So, <laughs> yeah, it, it's amazing. Uh, that. This lady is, yeah. uh, is is wearing a, a mask, and we're not. And we're not. But uh, uh, I believe this is a past president of the Rutherford County Historic Society, Joyce Johnson. Oh, I see. I recognize the face now. She's absolutely gorgeous. Is that how she got appointed that position? I, I believe we had to literally beg to get her to uh, let us elect her three times. Oh wow! Yeah, you, you you look like a true Southern belle, hun. You really do. I'm just a Texas girl. You're a what? A Texas girl. Texas girl. So you were originally your history goes all the way back to Tennessee, then. It does. Yeah, Texas uh, was was established by Tennesseans. Do you did not know that? Well, of course I did. Oh. Because they, they never would believe it when we would go down there and tell them. Uh, well, okay. sh show off your learning a little bit and tell us who's the only individual in American history to serve as governor of two different states. Sam Houston. Right. Tennessee and Texas. That's too easy. Oh, well, it is for a Tennessean. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> down in Texas, they don't even know where Sam came from. <laughs> of course. Uh-huh. Uh, Texas is an interesting place uh, altogether, and it, it, it's, it's not like here in Tennessee where we're all just con congested and everything like that. The place just goes forever, and um, we were talking about Bud Mitchell. He went down there to visit his uh, city, uh, uh, sister Judy, and on his way down there, he caught the virus and then had to come right straight back, and they were going to do that for Thanksgiving. Can you imagine the luck of that? It's a lot of driving. Yes, it is a lot of driving. Yeah, yeah. Have, have we, uh, we, we've kind of run out of time. Let me uh, share one name, though. James Richardson, and mm -hmm. I think of it with Joyce here, uh, recently wrote a letter to uh, uh, Walter White, the current president of the Historic Society. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, James, I've spent good bit of time with him. He lives out in Walter Hill. Mm -hmm. Was reminding us of some of the history of Jefferson because uh, some of our history talk about Jefferson originally being the county seat and the county seat moving and then you get the impression that Jefferson just disappeared. No. For about 33 genera three decades, four decades it was the commercial center of the county because commerce was on the river. Mm -hmm. And the farthest you could come up the river with a steamboat was up to where the east and the west forks come together, which is where Jefferson was. What happened to Jefferson uh, in the 1840s? Uh, they built a railroad, and uh, that made uh, transportation almost as easy as on the rivers. But uh, what James was remembering his ancestors telling him was that it was the drought. We went through a period of very low water, and uh, uh, that, and then the opposite effect. We went through a period of floods, and Jefferson' uh, mm. commercial importance declined. <laughs> James, I appreciate you letting us uh, read your letter. Uh, Walter passed it on to me, and I appreciate you reminding us of. Uh, the importance of Jefferson uh, for much of our early county history. You got a text from uh, a young lady and saying what a, saying what a great show that that we've had on today, and she says she's still awake. <laughs> Mentriette. Yeah, I guess that. <laughs> My wife. Yes, yes, your wife. I'm uh I'm barely hanging on, big boy. Yeah, well, 
I'll bring my, I'll bring the coffee next week. I hope you do, because I've had no sleep last night. I could not sleep. I don't know when the change of weather hits. You can forget me. I mean, I might. I can't take a nap. I can't do anything. I've I tried. Just stay away. I've tried to forget you. No, it doesn't work. Thank you very much. <laughs> I guess we better take a break and come back uh, next Monday. What do you think? Uh, but I will, I'll, give, I'll it, be here I will give it some serious thought. Okay. <laughs> All right. We'll see you guys. From NHC's Adams Place, home of premier senior living on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5 and 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com.